as you can see, there's a, a lot that goes on in children's ministry, youth ministry throughout the year. And to make it all happen, we need volunteers. Uh, and today's a special day as we get to kind of highlight that and, and celebrate the fact of the amazing volunteers that we have here at Mannheim to help make it all happen. A lot of times they go, can go unnoticed or unknown, and today we get to kind of put them in the spotlight and say thank you. And so you might see some green shirts walking around that all look the same. All right, if you see one of those, they're a volunteer, uh, stop and thank them. Um, ask them any questions as well about what it means to volunteer. And we do have four volunteers that were willing to come up here to be asked some questions. And we didn't give them enough time to maybe answer them fully that they would like. So if you see them in the hall, stop, ask them to finish up that more or anything like that. So first question to get started is, first of all, you say your name, who you are, what ministry you're in. Um, if you, can, you got all that, your name, ministry, how long you served. Um, and then just to answer this is, as a volunteer, how have you seen God maybe working in your life as you volunteered or also in a student or a child's life? So. And you said I have 10 minutes. You have, no. <laughs> no. Like one minute. One, oh, oh. Uh, my name is Andy Aldine. Uh, how old I am? No. No. I've been, in, I've been uh, in student ministry for 28 years. 28 years. I started when I was five, so, you know, do the math. I'm old. Um, and I've been here at MBIC for like eight-ish, nine years, and in student ministry for 28 years, so it's been a, a great ride. And um, boy, one thing for me to see God working as I volunteer is I love the retreats we get to do. I mean, if you guys can think back to when you went to summer camp and retreats and things like that, they're very moving. And it doesn't change just because you're a leader. I mean, you put more effort into it because you're helping, and you still hear the great speakers and the great worship, and you're engaged in these activities. So I love that. And real quick, like one way I've seen God move is through Jake Kaufman. If you know Jake, he's in the back. If you don't know Jake, he's still in the back. But uh, <laughs> I, he's been under me since he was like in third grade. Not that that makes me responsible for him. Let's not confuse <laughs> that, okay? He's on his own. But we've been together for a long time. And we've, when he graduated from high school, we actually served together in Remix, and he still serves in Remix now. It's just great to see God working in somebody's life and seeing over a long term and God using them even long after they're not just being served, but now they're serving also. Gina Ober, and I'm currently helping with 56ers, and I think I've served from nursery up to high school, somewhere in all there, over half my life, somewhere. Um, I'm going to just tell you two words when I think about how God has affected me and the kids is grace and connections. Grace because there's a lot of times I'm looking at the lesson and I don't think I ever read that part of scripture before. I did not grow up in a um, home that we went to Sunday school, but I can't tell you a single darn thing I learned the whole time. Um, so I need a lot of grace because I might not know that scripture, but it causes me to delve into it. And um, grace when they ask questions. And um, the grace that gets to be seen amongst the kids, um, especially in our small groups, that they get to see that they're real. They sort of become a little vulnerable, thankfully, and they see each other and they get to see their real life. And we get to talk about the grace in that. Um, the connections, it's so cool when you go somewhere to like Wise and there's a kid that keeps going like this to you and you know that they know who you are but they're just not quite sure. Um, how important that is to see um, people without in our community. We, I've always said to my kids for a long time, you don't know when you're going to be Jesus. 
and you might be the only Jesus someone ever gets to meet. And so I think when we're out there and we make those connections, it's not just about how you serve. And I don't care if you're serving snack or if you cut out the craft. It is another face and it's another connection to Christ that they see. I'm Jan Umble, and we've been going here for about 15 years. Uh, currently, I serve in the nursery Sunday mornings and then in clubs on Wednesday evenings. Um, tomorrow, we'll be helping uh, beautify homes in Mannheim. Um, I've also helped with the marriage class and um, Bible school, etc. But it's just fun to serve. Um, I just feel like nurturing these little ones is like a caterpillar morphing into a uh, I'm sorry, yeah, a caterpillar morphing into a butterfly. Just seeing them fly away into futures of their own is really rewarding. Um, last Sunday, a mom came to us in tears. I guess they hadn't been to church since COVID, and um, she was just so thankful that our nursery was opened. And it, it's just a great feeling to see them smile and, and uh, grow up. My name is Deb Newton. Um, I help with the Remix Youth Ministry, which is seventh and eighth graders, and I've been helping for about nine, ten years. I think mine's working. Yeah, okay. And um, it's hard to quantify like what changes are being made in a student's life, because I don't know their own personal heart, but what I can see outwardly is I hear them making um, commitments. Um, I, I see that life change. And after they've been past uh, seventh and eighth grade youth ministry, they're allowed to come back and help serve in younger um, youth ministries. And they're coming back and they wanna help. And even then when they become young adults in, in college or getting married, they still continue to help and serve. So we're seeing changed lives. Um, but in my heart, um, I know that even studying for their Sunday school lessons, um, I'm growing. The spirit is changing my life. Um, so it's uh, every, the Holy Spirit's working in the entire situation. Out in the, the <laughs> lobby, there's tables set up for each ministry, and the ministry leaders will be there and will be willing to, to talk with you if you have any questions or if you want to sign up to start volunteering. Uh, you can do that. And so from you guys' perspective, if somebody's sitting out here thinking about possibly signing up or is on the fence and not sure if they should or they shouldn't, what advice would you give them? What would you say to them to encourage them to go for it? Well, I think they should definitely try it. I mean, you can think about it all you want, but until you actually try it, you don't know. Um, I know it might be initially intimidating to try a new ministry. Um, for me, the first time I came in youth ministry um, over in the warehouse building and there's like a hundred students running around, it can be very intimidating because you see them as a whole. And until you actually start working with each individual student, like I have a small group of girls, and then you see them as people. And that one person, like I can't, I personally cannot connect to their music or some of their social media things or movies or whatever, but I can connect to their spirit and the person. And I think as a society as whole, that's the problem now. We, we classify people into groups and we see them overall and we don't see people as individuals and aren't willing to um, understand their person. Um, but yeah, so try it. They're, as we saw on the pictures up there, they're just, they're just kids. They're like little versions of us. Um, so get involved in their lives. It'll make a big difference.
They're almost like little people, huh, Deb? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> well, this is, a bi- this is a big church, so you can get lost if you don't get involved. And I just find everything I've helped with or people that I've worked with, it's just been more connections, and I've learned to appreciate that. Trial and error, too, is very important. I remember in our old church, um, we were asked to volunteer to sing, and you can ask our son, Doug, how that went. That did not go well. So we learned <laughs> right off the bat, our family would not be a singing family. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's okay. Um, I don't want to... Um, my obituary to say I worked 25 years somewhere, but I wanted to say I've been faithful. So um, thank you for the privilege of serving your children. Why should you volunteer um, if you're sitting on the fence? I'm just going to be blunt and just say, why are you not listening to God? Is an obedience thing. I've had situations where I've been literally sick to my stomach about a decision. I clearly can tell that's the wrong decision. Um, But I've also had those decisions where I'm scared. I don't quite know what God has planned or how it's going to turn out or how it's going to affect me or my relationships. And so I'm not obedient. And then we have to go back and we have to ask for forgiveness because we weren't obedient. I know there are people out there that can make a snack. I know there are people out there that can help set up. I know there are people out there that can cut things out and prepare crafts. I know there are people out there that can talk to children because you all have probably had them or have come and encounter with them. So I just pray to you, are you being obedient and why are you sitting on the fence? What's the worst that happens? You go, wow, this is terrible, and you quit partway through. You realize you're not a singer, so you just don't do it again. What's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is that there's a life that you were meant to touch that may not be touched if you're not obedient to the Spirit. Whatever way that is to serve, because it's more than just sitting up here and speaking. Preach it. All right. <laughs> Give me 10 more minutes. All right. <laughs> no, it's my time. Uh, I'll just say if you're sitting on the fence, sit there a little longer. You know, it's so comfortable sitting on a fence. But uh, sit there a little longer and just pray. Ask the Lord where he wants you to be. If you're not sure, pray it through. I mean, you can't ask for more than that. And that could be student ministry or volunteering anywhere or adoption or whatever the Lord wants you to do. Take it to him in prayer. And like for student ministry, I'm with high school. Uh, Our staff are fantastic as far as you're not just thrown in there with a herd of kids. They prepare you. There's small group uh, uh, preparation material to go through. Uh, They're great. And the, the camaraderie amongst the leaders, it's like a small group in and of itself. Uh, so the whole experience has been great. Eh, that's not really true. It's not all great. That's a lie. That's a lie. Uh, there are things that are really hard at times and things that are awkward at times. But if the Lord wants you there, then that's where you need to be. So just pray through that. Well, thank you guys for being willing to, to share some of that. And we obviously have more volunteers than just what we're up here on stage. It takes a lot of volunteers to run everything. So can we just give a big round of applause to all of our volunteers? It takes a lot to make it, make it happen. Um, and so we could definitely still use some more. So if you want to talk about volunteering, we have the tables out back afterwards. Come see one of us. Andy, you did a great job until that very last comment where you said the things are awkward and not fun at times. That's just not a very good selling point. 
Thanks, buddy. But true. <laughs> but true. <laughs> All right. Well, it's, uh, it's great to celebrate volunteers. As, as I was uh, thinking about this morning and preparing, I, was, uh, I, I thought about many times when I've had conversations with uh, other youth pastors or other ministry leaders that lead other places. And oftentimes a question that will come up would be, will be like, how, do you, how does your ministry be so strong? What, what are some key elements? And, uh, and typically an answer would be the volunteers. None of all of our ministries that we have here, whether it's uh, nursery care or adult ministry or youth ministry, it, it requires uh, faithful volunteers who are willing to come out on a week-to-week basis and, and invest in the lives of other people. And so our ministries here, they are strong, but it's, it's, it's strength in the volunteers. Uh, we have, man, I don't know, I didn't add up the numbers, but it's, it's uh, over 100, well over 100, close to 200 volunteers in kids and youth ministry. And, and if you add in uh, the adult volunteers that help in adult ministries, man, it, we are a church that, it, that is volunteer-driven, and I appreciate that. When I started serving here 22 years ago or so, I volunteered and, and worked my way into uh, a, a position here, and, and it's, there's value, and there's it's a great appreciation for you as a church and your desire to, to nurture and love students. I was also reminded as I was preparing of, uh, of a gentleman, a young man, uh, who, who influenced me when I was in middle school. Uh, as a middle school student, I, I don't honestly remember anything this guy said. I don't remember anything, any lessons he taught. But what I do remember is that he took time to invest in my life. He spent time with me. He took me to retreats. He, he slowed down. He stopped and had conversations with me. And that's what I remember about this person. He was an influencer in my life because he was willing to care about me, learn who I was, and know who I am. The verse, the passage this morning that was read earlier was 1 Peter 4, 8 to 11. And I just want to just focus on uh, verse 10 here real quick. It says this, As each has, a, has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good, good stewards of God's varied grace. So we've each been given a gift. That gift may be making brownies and bringing them to a snack on a, on a Wednesday night or a, or a Monday night. It may be holding a door open and greeting people as they come in. It may be teaching a lesson. It may be leading a small group. We've each received gifts. We've been given the opportunity to, to use these gifts to bring God glory. And this is the call this morning. As, we, as I celebrate and as I encourage you, uh, if you are a volunteer, thank you. If you're on the fence or if you're thinking about volunteering, uh, I encourage you to, to lean in and strongly consider using the gifts that God has given you to do that. We'll just take a few moments and, and share the reason why our mission, vision, and strategy of ministry here at Man and BIC and, and all of our ministries. And it really goes to this. Our mission is this, to initiate and nurture growing relationship with Christ. This is a church mission statement. And we, we as, as I lead uh, in youth ministry or in, in, in family ministries, uh, I really emphasize this is where the starting point is. We want to start with initiating and nurturing. So any atmosphere, any room we have, any event we hold, we know that any, someone coming through our doors maybe doesn't know Jesus yet. And so it's an opportunity then for us to initiate this conversation, to initiate the relationship with, with God. And it's through sharing the gospel, it's through providing opportunities in small group to, to ask tough questions, to dialogue and to, to interact 
But we don't stop at the, the starting point. We don't stop at, okay, I started my relationship. We want to then continue to nurture that relationship. We want to kind of speak into them and come alongside of them and, and nurture this growing relationship in order that they will be able to live a life that's fully devoted to Christ. It really comes down to that nurturing is really kind of ties into that vital. It's, it's, it's the leaders being that vital uh, aspect to them, them. We talked about vitals the last few weeks and, and, and we are finding people who are going to speak into our lives but then also uh, speak that we can speak into other people's lives. Uh, we really feel that this, this mission statement comes out of the Great Commission. It's a call to all followers of Jesus to, to go and make disciples. And it's Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe that I have com- well, all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the, end of the earth, end of the age. So as a church, as a ministry, we want to have volunteers. We have a team of people who are following Jesus and answering the call to make disciples through initiating, nurturing, growing relationships with Christ. Then goes to the vision. Our vision really is to be a place where all are loved and know they belong. To be a place where where I can come in and know that there's people there that, that love me and care for me. And, and, and take time to spend time with me. And in, the, in doing so, they know they're loved. Over the course of the last, uh, of winter and through some of the shutdowns, we were doing some repainting in, in the warehouse. And uh, we re- redid the garage door. And if you, if you come into the garage door now, you'll see a, a, a decal in the garage door over there that uh, says, you belong here. And it's a very intentional statement uh, that when you walk through the doors in youth ministry or, or anyone who comes in, even if it's, if it's someone that's from the outside using the building, that they come in and they read this statement, you belong here. And a statement of t- telling them like, hey, we care about you, we value you, and we want you here. And we want you to be a part of our family as, as a ministry. And so uh, our vision is really to cr- be a place that, that in a society, in a time where we are driven to separation and segregation and, and just isolation because of the nature of, of all that's going on, we want to be this place where, they, where students and kids and adults can be like, man, I belong here. I'm a part of something bigger. I'm a part of a family. And these people really, truly care about me as an individual. And finally, it's through a strategy of faith champions. And we're calling our, our, our volunteers faith champions. It's, it's people like you who desire to, to be a cheerleader of others. It's championing the faith of those who are, that are coming through our doors. And faith champions are people who are going to be like, hey, we're going to allow you to ask the tough questions. And we're going to sit and we're going to just look at God's word. And we're going to navigate what it means to be in relationship. We need faith champions who are going to come alongside kids and youth and adults who are going to encourage, who are going to love and continue to be a place that they're known and they're loved. I think of the, the Paul and Timothy in, in the New Testament. Paul was a faith t- champion for Timothy, right? He, he came alongside of Timothy and, and he encouraged him in his leadership and his, his, his being a man of God. And he, he sent him out and he'd be like, hey, listen, this is what you need to do. And so we can be mentors to uh, teens and, and kids in our church, in our community. 
I'm going to invite the band to come forward, and we're going to close in a few few moments and a couple of songs and and as we sing and as we as we kind of close out the service I'm, I'm going to encourage you to consider being a faith, faith champion in our church we have lots of dedicated faith champions already people who are coming on a week-to-week basis but but because we do have an active ministry and we have a lot of stuff going on it requires a lot of faith champions and and to be a really good strong faith champion you can only really have, do it with a smaller group of people. So as you break the group down, you need more faith champions to be a part of the group in order to continue to, to rebuild into the students. And so if you're here this morning and if you're not involved in one of our ministries, I'm, in, I'm encouraging you this morning to strongly consider to be a, being a part of one of our ministries. It could be kids ministry, holding babies in the nursery. I'll let that to you guys. I'm, that's not for me. Uh, it could be... Uh, it could be uh, 56ers or remix in 7th and 8th grade. It could be high school. It could be serving in our adult ministries, teaching us Sunday school classes. There's many different opportunities in this church to serve. And I, I promise you, if you get involved and begin serving, you'll begin to realize the rewards are, are for yourself are, are really great. And you get to see the beauty of, of providing an opportunity for, for kids and youth and adults to know that they are loved and know that they belong. Let's continue in worship this morning.